podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise for your haunted wildcatters, those spooky Bosco boys. back scotty boy we're in the copeland studios yep Co- copeland studios and uh as always we're in copeland studios presented by my bookie we've been saying it from the jump and if you guys would have taken my advice betting that over six and a half wins for west virginia you'd about ready to get paid from my bookie my bookie the is easiest bet of all time it was the easiest bet and this is the spot that we'd go to. We wouldn't tell you guys to go there if we didn't believe in it. It is the number one spot for player perks. You can do live in-game wagering. For you fantasy folks out there, you can bet overs and unders on fantasy points. There really isn't anything my bookie can't do. They have the best reviews, and they have the best, like I said, best player perks because our it's still going. If you're not on my bookie yet, I don't know what to tell you, but you can still get 100% match plus 25 bucks using our code BOYS25. So you, you take 1000 bucks, which is nothing to a, any of our fans because they are rich, they smell good, and they're super smart. You take that 1000 bucks, you put it in, you now have 2025 bucks to play with at mybookie.ag. Remember, that's BOYS25. Capital B O Y S two five. Do it. All right. Uh, Beer of the Pod is from Casual Animal Brewing Company. Yes. It's one of my favorite breweries, actually, down in Crossroads. Probably my second favorite after yeah. Double Shift. I think it's really good. It's in a cool location. They're, they put out a ton of stuff. Yeah, they really do. We got the Tropical IPA. It's delicious. It's actually a collaboration between them and Big Rip up in North Kansas City. I need to get there. Yeah. It, that's that's new, an, right? Eh, I mean, it's, it's been around. Uh, I, I've been in there a handful of times. But Casual Animal, I got a Crowler to go. Uh, just super fruity. That great floral smell. And Unlike 99% of the times we've recorded, it's super nice out. It almost feels more like spring than fall. So yeah. I thought this tropical IPA was the uh, perfect call to go. It feels amazing outside. It's a nice change of pace from rainy, cold, gloomy, gloomy days. Um, all right, we got a man, it's just, I know I bitch about the pod a lot, like doing two episodes a week, but this feels particularly like a... It feels like a trap game, dude. After our just massive victories oh with my Bruce God. and uh, yeah, so first I almost, off, I almost feel like you know I'll try to I'm gonna try to keep the energy high, but it's gonna be hard not to sleep throughout sleepwalk through this one with after coming off Bruce. I mean, first shout out to all the boneheads out there listening, <laughs> grinding, uh, passing on to their friends. Our pod with Reggie and Ian, I believe, is currently sitting at our second most listened to episode of all time behind Gene Pod. But I'll tell you what, when it's all said and done, I think this Bruce Weber episode might outshine all of them. If you guys haven't listened yet, it's amazing. It's one of our shortest episodes, but I mean, Bruce sits down, he gets going, and I came out of there wanting to 
you know, join an army fighting under the flag of Bruce. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was probably my most enjoyable interview that we've done. Um, Bruce is hilarious. I just, I, I feel like I could hang out with him all day and just yeah. listen to him tell stories about I, him in Germany. And I don't even like, I don't even like Miller Lite, but I would sit down and drink a 30 rack full of it just sitting down hanging out with that guy he he's seriously the nicest most down-to-earth guy and he takes everything with a smile and just laughs i mean we straight up told him to his face that yeah. we were you know anonymous haters online and he just kind of laughed and said i'm glad i proved you wrong like bruce is my guy yeah he's the man i'm i'm fully on the bruce train i'm a bruce army till i die um I feel bad for ever saying anything bad about him. I know he's he, so nice. He's like he's the nicest guy. He loves K State. <laughs> he loves his team. Uh, it, it's it's just the best. I if anyone, I don't know how most of the boneheads would get this opportunity, but if you ever get the chance to sit down and talk with Bruce, you have to do it. Make sure you go back and listen to the episode. Um, but if you don't have anything else, um, I think we should probably. We're Dive gonna, into we're the roundup. Hop into Wildcat Roundup. It's been a while since we've gotten a chance to do it, but we'll start with men's basketball and we'll start with our our crown jewel, Dean Wade. He was the <laughs> coach's preseason player of the year, unanimous preseason all big twelve, and Barry Brown was also on the first team all big twelve. Uh do you think that's warranted? I 100%. certainly do. Um but you know what? I have a beef with the A P poll or the A P writers while we'll get to what they ranked us preseason. Dean Wade didn't get a single Preseason All American vote. Yeah, that's, what is wrong? That doesn't make a lot of sense. And they're in Lawson from KU. So listen to this. Lawson, the last, he had to sit out last year, but the last season he played, he was playing in the shitty AAC for Memphis, and he averaged half a point more than Dean Wade did last year. Like he is being, I believe, massively overrated by folks because of what he did in Memphis, and then he transferred into KU. Yes, when it's all said and done, he may be good, but Dean Wade and Barry Brown, for that matter, have proven they can do it in the Big 12, which is the toughest top-to-bottom basketball league in the country. So the disrespect for Dean Wade by the AP voters is, I don't know, I got fired up when I saw I that. think it's weird, and I think Dean absolutely deserves to be the preseason player of the year over Lawson. I mean, I saw a lot of people griping about that. Um, it's like, how, how are you going to pick a guy to be preseason player of the year who's never played a single um, yeah, it, minute in a new conference that's a, a, an objectively better yes, conference? I mean, yes. It just makes and, no sense. And, and, and the ACC prob- yeah. probably is not even the sixth best conference. I mean, because you still have the big uh, – I'm going to move on on from – Stop I'm talking not, about yeah, those I'm going to stop talking about it. Um, we were picked second in the Big 12 by the Big 12 coaches. Got the one first place vote. Came from a friend of the pod, Bill Self. <laughs> uh, not best friend of the pod like Bruce is, but, you know, I, I Bill listens. He sends us his notes. Uh, he's secretly a bonehead. Uh, picked us number one. He can't pick himself, but uh, I don't think it's close. I mean, I don't see how you can look at the Big 12 conference and say anyone besides K-State should be number two. I agree. Um we are the most complete team behind KU. Um, well, we're the most complete proven team, right? Including right. KU. Uh, KU is going to be starting five guys. Maybe only one of them played for him last year. Yeah, there's there's a lot of question marks for KU, but you know you but, have I mean, to pick them. They, one. They, they have elite talent. Uh, they have elite B- talent. They Bill have an elite a coach. cheater, but he's good at what he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have to pick him one until uh, someone knocks him off. It might be us. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, the AP voters were number 12 right behind us, West Virginia, KU number one, and there might have maybe Texas. There might have been one more Big 12 school. 
I don't I feel know. I like TCU has to be. Oh, TCU. Well, I think TCU and Tech might have been back there. I, I'm not quite sure. Maybe we'll find it uh, while you're looking up stuff. Marquette was number 27 unofficially. Uh, so that's, that might be a top 25 matchup. They'll, they'll sneak in. I think so. I hope so. And then uh, our our foes, Loyola Chicago, sitting at 26. I hope, I hope Sister Jean is dead. <laughs> uh, no comment. Uh, we'll wrap up talking about men's TCU basketball. is 20. All right, TCU is 20. Um, we'll wrap up talking about it. The first two games, November 2nd, 7 p.m., exhibition opener against Pitt State, and then November 9th, the season and home opener versus Kennesaw State. Uh, so, you Guys, know, I'm ready for basketball. Get out there, fill the stands, be loud, set a, make a statement early. Let's, let's, let's create that basketball culture, baby. Return the doom. Return the doom. Um, women's basketball, uh, Kayla Goth was a preseason all big 12 member and Peyton Williams was honor- honorable all, uh, big 12. Uh, you know, those two ladies, they are good at the game of basketball. And I'm also a women's basketball season ticket holder this year. I don't know how many games I'm going to get out to, uh, but super cheap. And I really like Jeff Mitty. I, lo- I think he is the right guy long-term. Uh, so I like to support them. Uh, Mitty squad, I didn't get in absolutely disrespected by the coaches they were picked eighth in the preseason big 12 i would bet my entire my bookie balance right now that they finish better than eighth in the big 12 yeah that seems a little high but you know it's perfect for the cats take that take out your shovel take out your shovel put it in the ground and dig up that chip and then put it firmly on your shoulder because you know that's where it belongs um november 1st exhibition opener versus fort hay state november 12th is the regular season home opener Versus Omaha at 5.30 p.m. Be there, be square, if, especially if you're in Manhattan. It's a cheap ticket. They play good ball, support the ladies. Um, volleyball, after what has just been an abysmal Big 12 season, I don't think there's enough games left in the Big 12 season to turn around and get to postseason play. But they did get their two first Big 12 wins this uh, past week. And they got in verse number 22, KU, 3-1, and then they swept number 24, Baylor. I think this just – exemplifies how disappointing the Big 12 season is because they have the talent yeah, to have absolutely been do. competing in the top end of the Big 12 and should be going to the NCAA tournament. It just – honestly, those two wins r- almost got me more fired up than made me happy because it, it literally proves we should have been a borderline top 25 team this year. I wonder – had they got that Texas win, if it would have given them the momentum to carry that forward and go it, on a deeper run. It might have. And then if folks remember, they, they had multiple ranked games canceled due to the hurricane oh, in, right. in Hawaii and then uh, too hot of a barn up in Minnesota. So they didn't get those early games versus ranked opponents to get their feet wet because for better or worse, it was a pretty weak non-con of the games they actually played. Uh, so... You know, if things go a different way, we might be talking differently about the volleyball team, but it is what it is. Uh, Sarah Dixon was named the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week, and Brooke Hain was the Rookie of the Week, so some awards for them. We've got a home game versus Oklahoma on October 24th. That is tomorrow, 7 p.m., Ahern Fieldhouse. You can watch it on TV or FCS Central, and you can listen on K-Man. And then we're going to Iowa State on ESPNU Friday, October 26th at 7 p.m. The women's soccer team, they're, we'll make this quick. They're finishing off their season at Iowa State October 25th. 
They're trying to not go winless in Big 12 season. Um, the Big 12 is the number one women's soccer league RPI. Uh, you know, Dabini and his soccer cats, they, they just need a few more recruiting classes. I really hope they get it turned around. Um, but it's been it's been rough. Um, on the bright side, student athletes, they did put 14 players on the all-conference academic team. So uh, good job for, you know, getting your grades. Um, yeah. I that's mean, all you can really I'm, say. <laughs> you should be willing to give these girls a lot of leeway. I mean – you know they're building a program from scratch and this is only the third tough conference. third year in the conference um the the one the one sad thing and i'm i'm i try not to be a homer i try to call it like it is they were a lot more competitive last year so that is not something you want to see you don't yeah. want to see your third year take a step back um but it is what it is i mean i i, I and maybe i might be blinded because i like Dabini as a person i really hope he turns it around uh, but that season's coming to an end, and uh, here's to the soccer cats, you know, bouncing back and having a better season next year. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to skip the the Bill Snyder press conference snoozer. this week. Absolutely There's nothing. Nothing to really pull from that. Um, and we're going to hop into our primers. We got Corey Peters from the Big Twelve Country Podcast, and then we've got our uh, young, handsome John Kurtz from K Man and Powercat Game Day. So take it away, boys, on the primer. Hey guys, this is Corey Peters. The Bosco Boys podcast has asked me to come on and give you guys a primer for this week's game between the Kansas State Wildcats and the Oklahoma Sooners. I cover the Sooners for Big 12 Country. You can find us at, at BigXIICountry on Twitter for the main account. The one I operate is at Sooners underscore B12C. And I will be going over some talking points with you guys and getting you ready for this weekend's game. Coming into this weekend matchup, Oklahoma is 6-1 with three conference wins and one loss in conference to Texas. Rough game. Still not happy about that, but hopefully we'll see them later in the season. Um, the story of this season so far has been the same as last season. Great offense, great quarterback play. Kyler Murray is playing outside of his mind but no defense to speak of. Um, Mike Stoops was fired post-Texas loss, and I think it was the correct move because we honestly couldn't get any worse, so middle of the season firing didn't bother me at all. Ruffin McNeil, who was a former assistant, took over and had his first play-calling duties this past weekend against TCU. And the defense was, I want to say phenomenal. For our standards, it was phenomenal. It wasn't that great compared to everyone else. But much improved, and I will like, absolutely take that going forward. Talking about that win last week at TCU, it was actually my first game in person at Amon Carter Stadium. I had a blast. It's a beautiful place and a beautiful campus, too. Lots of good people. Um, it was very fun as an OU fan to watch that game. Probably not as a TCU fan. But Oklahoma ended up winning 52-27, so I am very happy with that. Um, it was a dominating performance by the offense, and the defense had a great first quarter, second half of the third quarter, and a great fourth quarter. But that uh, second quarter, we went from being up 28-7 to up 24-7, or 28-24 at halftime, so it was a little bit rough. But came back out and only allowed three more points total in the second half, and the offense did what it does. 
Uh, I was very pleased with the performance, of course, by the offense and the defense. Even with that whole second quarter debacle, it didn't bother me. And the special teams was actually the focus of all the hate and discontent from Oklahoma fans this week as Kevontae Turpin took one 99 yards to the house on one of Oklahoma's, I think, second or third kickoff. So, it, if it's not one thing, it's the, it's another. But I think that was just a fluke, and I think we'll, be, we'll still see solid special teams play going down the road. Coming into the K-State week, uh, the biggest strength for Oklahoma has absolutely been the offense as a whole. Offensive line is performing well, and despite losing Rodney Anderson in week four to Baylor, um, Oklahoma has continually run the ball, especially with Kennedy Brooks emerging as probably going to be the starter continually. Trey Sermon's still doing closer things, as Trey Sermon always has. And I'm excited to see what that duo is going to have to continue with. Kyler Murray has been, as I said earlier, playing just on another level, having some of the best stats, if not the best stats, in the nation. And I don't expect that to stop at all. The weak point has been pass defense. I want to say defense as a whole. There's been improvement across the board. But pass defense is still the weak point. We're giving up big plays sometimes and just getting burnt in coverage. But like I said, against the TCU game last week, it wasn't as bad as it has been. It was actually very good, in my opinion. And I think it will continue to get better as the season rolls forward. Key players to look at this week on offense for Oklahoma will be, I have two of them, Kennedy Brooks. I'm very excited to see if he's able to keep up his 150 rush yard plus um, game from last week plus a touchdown. And I want to see how he'll continue to develop if he starts and as a uh, major player. And then um, on the defense, it's going to be Kenneth Murray, undisputed leader on the defense for the Sooners, has been last year and this year coming in and has already set a new record for tackles in a game this season as just a pure leader on that side of the ball and as the whole team goes to. And I really enjoy watching him play, and I don't expect that to change at all. This week against K-State, Bill Snyder always, you have to respect him. I don't want to say he scares me, especially not this season, but you have to respect him. There's no getting around it, and if you don't, it's your loss, and he'll hand it to you on a silver platter. Um, the biggest point for K-State this week has to be playing defense and stopping the run for Oklahoma. Kyler Murray has amazing pass off the run and force him to pass on almost every down. It will be a rough situation for the Sooners. As, for the, as far as the Sooners go, the biggest point for them this week is limiting mistakes. Try to play a mistake-free game, no turnovers, and not giving up any big plays. As we know, K-State can rip off big runs just out of the blue, and it'll swing momentum. It'll be a little bit harder to do so in Norman this season, but still, I do not want to have any, I don't want to give the Wildcats any chance to do anything and try to get themselves into a really close game, which K-State is very good at winning. So, that's a wrap. That is what I have to say for you guys this season, or this week. And I really appreciate Bosco Boys uh, letting me come on and give you guys a heads up coming into this week. Uh, I'll say it again. You can find us on Big 12 Country at, B-X-I- at Big XII Country 
on Twitter, and then the Sooners is at Sooners underscore B one two three. Thanks, guys, and I really hope this is, good. this is a good game. Hey, what's up, Bosco's boys, the Boneheads? I think that's how I'm supposed to refer to your legions of fans. I'm John Kurtz from the game, Powercat Game Day. Sports director at K-Man in Manhattan. Man, I am so pumped to talk about the number 12 team in the country. Preseason Big 12 Player of the Year, Dean Wade. Two first-team All-Big 12 picks. Last time K-State was this high in the Big 12 preseason poll, Jacob Pullen was rolling around here. (laughs) Oh, wait, you want me to talk about football? Uh, Well, football isn't nearly as exciting right now. This team slogged through a 2-4 and start that was closer to 1-5 and than it was 3-3. and Yes, that South Dakota game, one play away literally from being a loss. The Cats were pummeled by a Mississippi State team that's averaging nine points per game in SEC play right now. Yeah, nine points per game. There was quarterback drama, press conference drama. You write what the hell you want to write. And a lot of bad football. But for a week, it was all better. K-State housed Oklahoma State a couple of weeks ago. Last time they played 31-12. They did it the Snyder 2.0 way. Nearly 38 minutes of possession time. Alex Barnes flirted with another 200-yard game. He had four touchdowns, and the defense forced a couple of turnovers. All was right with the world. And maybe it's been all right with the world for over a week now with that bye week. Bill Snyder seemed to think his team was almost riding too high off of that win over Oklahoma State during the bye week. The enthusiasm after the ball game was appropriate, uh, but also kind of like to you know handle it like you've been there before. Uh, that's one victory in a you know, season that, uh, you know, against a, a pretty good football team, but they're, you know, not the Green Bay Packers either. This team needed some fun, man. I wish that they would embrace that more with this team during the bye week. Let them enjoy that win. Let them have some fun. Also, they have nothing to lose this upcoming week. That plays into the whole attitude as well of fun. Why not go in loose and free to Norman, Oklahoma? Maybe the best college football offense awaits K State this week. Kyler Murray, Oklahoma Heisman candidate quarterback. He has a better quarterback rating right now significantly than what Baker Mayfield had in his Heisman Trophy winning season last year, 225 to 199. Wide receivers Hollywood Brown, C.D. Lamb, they've combined for over 1,200 yards, receiving 14 touchdowns. Rodney Anderson thought to be a huge injury. Their star running back went out. Does not matter. Trey Sermon and freshman running back Kennedy Brown each have multiple 100-yard rushing games. The Sooners likely have at least three All-Big 12 offensive linemen as well. You're getting tired of all this Oklahoma offense stuff yet. Uh, they're probably a better offense right now than what they were last year with Baker Mayfield. Defense has not been the strong suit. The Sooners did fire good old Mike Stoops as defensive coordinator after that Texas loss at TCU last week post by new defensive coordinator Ruffin McNeil's unit. Gave up just 275 yards and 20 offensive points. Three major personnel changes on defense for Oklahoma. Won't bore you with the specifics. Just know they did change some things with Ruff and McNeil. Was that just TCU being bad, or was that the Oklahoma defense making market improvement? We'll find out. I still buy into this Oklahoma defense being middle of the pack at best. They're sixth right now in the Big 12 in total defense and rushing defense and seventh in points allowed. For K-State to win, if you're looking for Some reason to hope here. It's going to have to happen the Snyder 2.0 way. That same recipe from Oklahoma State. You need your two All-Big 12 caliber players right now, in addition to Dalton Reisner, Duke Shelley, and Alex Barnes to stand out. you got to control the clock here. Keep Kyler Murray off the field. Use the Big 12's rush yards per game leader in Alex Barnes on the ground and get a couple of turnovers. That won't be easy. Sooners have only turned it over eight times all year. 
and only three picks from Kyler Murray to 25 touchdowns at 159 attempts. But if there's one guy right now who's as hot as any at forcing turnovers, it's Duke Shelley who leads the conference in Big 12 interceptions. He has three. It's a tall ask, but in a perfect world, that's how it would happen. Appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, Keep killing it, Scott and Grant. You can check out the game on KMAN weekdays from 4 to 6, also on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Powercat game day, four hours before kickoff every game day. And follow me on Twitter at JL Kurtz. I think I'm closing in on like 4,500 followers. Let's make that happen. Thanks, boys. All right, we're back. Uh, Thanks to those absolute studs over at Big 12 Country Podcast and Mr. John Kurtz at K-Man for those beautiful primers. They were very beautiful. Now we are on to our keys to V. We got four of them this week, and... We better hope that we nail all four of them. <laughs> We're going to need all four of them to win. Grant, get us started. I'm going to say try to contain Kyler Murray in the running game. I think Kyler Murray is one of the best running quarterbacks that I've ever seen. Genuinely, he's got one of the best like bursts of speed that I've ever seen. If we let him get free in open space, we're going to lose by 40 points. It's going to be bad. Um, I don't know how we're going to contain Kyler Murray because we just don't have the speed. He's ridiculously fast in the open field but we're gonna have to spy him big time and be super disciplined so i'm if we contain kyler murray then that's gonna take one one of their weapons away he's actually having a better season than baker mayfield did when he won the heisman which is just insane to think about but um my second one is somehow get the lead early and hold on for dear life (laughs) like if if we if we win the toss i want to take the ball Hope for the best. Hope you can score a touchdown on the opening drive and just at that point, you know, bring out your rosary, you know, just start praying that you can hold on to the lead. So, I mean, that's about all you can do. All right, number three, I think we need to win the turnover battle. This is going to be one of those games. I mean, you know, we're going into Norman. Um, we're playing an opponent that's extremely talented. The talent gap is immense. Um, we're going to have to force – Turnovers, it's everything's gonna have to go our way, and you know if if we don't win the turnover battle, then we're gonna be in serious trouble. So yep, win the turnover. Let's take the ball away from them. Yeah, and uh, also keep it ourselves. If can't can't be uh, even if you even if you turn them over four times, you better not turn it over. Right. So. Yeah, we're gonna have to be very sound. Very sound. Um, my last one is own time of possession. You basically have to attempt to make that game look like the Army game um, where they went to overtime and, quite frankly, Army bottled it. They should have won. Um, they sh- did bottle it. I yeah. watched it on a periscope. Of yeah, so did I. Some random dude or a Periscoping his TV, and it was like uh, it was the, the worst, worst quality. Quali- yeah, it was absolutely terrible, but they should have absolutely won that game. Yeah, but you're basically going to have to mimic that with, you know, Alex Barnes, Skylar Thompson, Dalvin Warmack. Uh, maybe even start handing the ball off to Zuber, just control the time of possession. Uh, this is not the game that you speed it up. This is not the game where you need to be snapping it with you know 28 seconds left on the play clock, especially if it's close. Um, yeah, so those are our four keys to V. Uh, quite frankly, folks, it's you're going to need all four. It's going to it's going to be ugly, um, but we'll see. I've been wrong before, uh, but it's time <laughs> for our game picks. Um, as always, these are sponsored by MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. That's MyBookie. Boys 25 gets you a 100% match up to $1,000 plus 25 bucks. That's if you put in 1000 bucks, you have 2025 to play with. 
and Grant still holding strong. You had a seven and four. Uh, I wouldn't call it weak, but you know the last round that we picked, you went seven. Last and four. two weeks is kind of how yeah, we did that. I uh, I went six and five, and Cole Manbeck gets the Boneheads back in business. Yeah, absolutely. Going eight I, and three. You know, I texted him. I was like, "You did great." I didn't without knowing officially what he did, but he was like, "I don't know." He had some he had some question marks on whether he thought he thought he picked some bad ones, but I was like, "No, there's I guarantee you won that." His picks were great. Yeah, Eight so, and three. That's not so bad. So yeah, he, the Boneheads basically are now back in business. Like I said, they're one game back of me. They're only four back of you. Um, if we, you know, the Boneheads, you guys have a little hope, and you have, you know, Big Daddy Matt Hall himself picking for you this week. So. Who knows? Maybe Matt can keep the magic going. Matt's a really smart guy. I want to give a shout-out to Matt. He is just pimping out our podcast left and right, and it's like, I don't know what we did to deserve such a such a great friend in Matt Hall. Uh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. You should get over to, to uh, KSA Online if you're not subscribed there because it's like, I mean, come on. It's the only case that subscription. There's no reason there. to subscribe anywhere else. They put content out every day, It's and it's good. It's yeah, fun. It's They're good great. guys. They, it's a fun time. They have a podcast that's also fun sometimes. You know, it's all right. <laughs> but, no, we, we love Matt. So, this is week nine picks. Um, I'll say his pick first, and we'll go to Grant, then we'll go to myself. As always, we're doing the oh, Big fuck, 12 games. I didn't even look at these. All right. Uh-oh. So, as always, we're doing all the Big 12 games. We're doing the college game day game. And I threw in some fun ones to round out all 11. We're starting with another Thursday night game. I think the Big 12 plays on every Thursday night for the rest of the season. Baylor is going to West Virginia. Like I said, Thursday, October 25th. You can see this at 6 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Matt has the Mountaineers. Country roads take me home. I've got the Mountaineers as well. That's a sweep. You guys know me. I'm never trying to pick Baylor. Um, number two, this is a fun one, Texas Tech at Iowa State, Saturday, October 27th, 11 a.m. ESPN2. The winner of this game all of a sudden has a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky hope at playing in the Big 12 championship game because, uh, you know, Iowa State, of course, just beaten teams. They probably shouldn't. Um, and Matt picks Iowa State. He says they're going to defend the floodplain. <laughs> Who do you have, Grant? God, this is hard. I wish I would have looked at these. I'm an idiot. Okay, you might get you might get some ground back here. I'm going to Tech. I think uh, we're, I'm not gaining any room okay, on you. I'm okay. not, if I can ever realistically pick another school besides Iowa State, I'm going That's, to. That I respect the shit out of that. Um, you know, I think also Tech's better than we thought. I think Tech is better than we thought. I think Iowa State's going to be hungover. Um, I want. Sexy coach to I think sexy coach is gonna come out victorious. I'm going with the Red Raiders. Guns up. I agree with you. Um, the next one, TCU at KU, 2 p.m. FS1. We all have the Horn Frogs, right? Yes, sweep. Although, man, turmoil in TCU. Um, yeah, man. That's our our guy good. Billy's probably has a lot on his plate covering uh, yeah, yeah. TCU right now. Um, the next one, this is a fun one, a Thursday night game, 6.30 ESPNU. The 25th-ranked Appalachian State Appalachians at Georgia Southern. I think they're Mountaineers, too. I'm not 100% sure. But it's number 25, Appalachian State at Georgia Southern. Matt Hall's taking Appalachian State. 
Um, I'm going to do give a shout out to Corey Sutton and Dom Heath of the Appalachian State boys. They're going to take it home. I got I got the Appalachian State Yosefs. Yosefs? They're the Yosefs, which is there's no way they've been that forever. Uh, I'll look that Yosef up. Yosef is the mask. Wait, maybe that's just the mascot's name. The origin of the name Yosef comes from the mountain talk for yourself. The idea being that if you're a fan, friend, or alumnus, you have a heart of black and gold. You are Yosef. Okay. You are Yosef. Yosef. I don't. Yosef. Yosef. All right, it, it's going sweep. Um, so wait, no, you're right. They are the Mountaineers. Okay, though, Ooh, but Yosef right, is the I'm name right. of the mascot. Okay, okay, they are the Mountaineers. Um, I yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going with Dom Heath uh, and Corey Sutton. Um, I, I love those guys. I love watching them ball out. Um, They're good. It might be close. It might go Georgia Southern, but I'm not going to pick against those two former cats. Um, next one. You got a top 20 matchup in the Big Ten Saturday, October 27, 2.30. This is on ESPN. The number 18th Hawkeyes are going to Penn State. Matt Hall is taking the Hawkeyes. Matt Hall is wrong. Uh, yep, I James agree Franklin with you. is an elite coach, and, you know, Happy Valley is an elite place to play. I got the Nittany Lions. I got Penn State as well. The next one. Charlie Strong and the South Florida Bulls are traveling to Houston. This is 2.30 ABC Saturday. Matt Hall's going South Florida. I am as well. I'm going Houston. They hold Ooh. home field. I just uh, It's basically because I know nothing about Houston. Well, I think they're 5-1, 6-1. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. Yeah, I have not watched a full game of either of them. Um, so, who knows? I... You know, that might be the game I switch to after ours gets a little out of hand because we're beating OU so bad. Yeah. Uh, the next one on the slate, number 14, Washington State, going to the Redwoods, Stanford. They're ranked 24th. This is Saturday, 6 p.m. on Pac-12 Network, so literally nobody in the world will get to watch <laughs> it. Um, but Matt Hall's going with Stanford. Are you on the pirate ship with Mike Leach? No, I think that Washington State, anytime they get any bit of hype, they kind of fall flat on their face under Mike Leach, and I think they're going to do the same. Not that I don't, I don't think Stanford's all that good, and I think that going to Stanford is like Stanford's like home fans are the genuinely the worst in college football. Like they are none. so fucking bad. They're so bad. Yeah, they, I don't know why I like st- tried to. Center myself. Stanford <laughs> fans do not deserve. They were their football program because no one's there. I watched. I watched when you watched them. I don't know if you watched them play USC. They, it was like a. They were number. They were top ten, and USC was top fifteen. I want to say, and it was like literally half full. So, but I still I do think Stanford's going to win despite me shitting on them and how useless their home home stadium is. I'm picking Stanford too. Um, I was hoping I would love Washington. State. I, to I be want good, Washington though. state to win this. Um, I'm picking Stanford though. I was hoping you guys would go with Washington state, but I'm going with Stanford. Um, and it, it's hard to dig out of a hole. I like, know. I know. It really but, is. But I, I'm just not going to do it. I, I just, I think you said it exactly right. Every time Washington state gets a little hype, they end up losing. Um, Texas A&M going to Starks, Vegas, Mississippi state. ESPN 6 p.m. Matt Hall is singing the Aggie wore him. He's sawing varsity's horns off. A&M for Matt Hall. Who do you have? I think this one is really freaking hard. I don't have a I don't have a team bolded yet. 
I'm taking a chance. I'm going with the home squad. God damn it. God. So, yeah, I'm going with Mississippi State, I think too. They're gonna, I think Mississippi State wins this one. I'm not a believer in A&M. Me either. Um, NC State with a tricky game in the Carrier Dome, which is also where Syracuse plays basketball. That is number 22, NC State at Syracuse. This is 6 p.m. on ESPN2. Matt Hall has NC State. So do I. Oh, yeah, so am I. I'm howling as well. And I have, and I have all these bolded, so... Um, the next one, this is where College Game Day is at. This is where CBS's SEC Game of the Week. This is 2.30. It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville. Florida versus Georgia. Who do you have? Matt Hall? He's taking the dogs. This would be a really fun game to go to, I bet. It would. Um, I got the rest of my games bolded out. I got the dogs. I'm, I do think, you know, I think Florida will be back. With uh, with their new guy Dan Mullen. Yeah, Dan Mullen. Yeah, I think Dan Mullen will bring him back, um, but I don't think they're very. I don't think they're that good this year. Um, yeah, I so mean, I got the dogs. I mean, it's just, it's just you know, I'm just so sick of the SEC. So like, am I. I it, think they are. I'm picking I, Georgia too, I, but I don't think they're anywhere close to actually being a top ten. It's team. ridiculous. I mean, they just. I I will say that I think that the SEC is probably the best conference this year but it's because of that ancestral nature that you know you beat an sct it's oh you like, gotta be great but in but then they have the wor- literally the worst conference schedule if you don't have a protected rivalry game and for someone in the other division you're gonna go there once every 16 yeah, years what a joke it's garbage and it's just the stupid just one of them or a couple of them get ranked high early and then they just play each other and beat each other and then they all like oh man Someone jumps up. That's super number five incestual. beats number six, and then you know number six goes to number four, and they don't drop at all. It's such bullshit. They just all round. The four teams will just round robin in the top ten. It's it's super annoying. And now we've got the final game, the prime time, the six. I pick OU. Yeah, me too, Oklahoma. Yep, it's a sweep. All right, so that is it. Is what it is. Um, we haven't done this in a while. We're going to hop into some ask Bosco questions. Uh, the first one we're going to do though, I have to shame him a little bit. Um, Steve Becker S Becker eighty seven. You didn't use the damn hashtag, Gosh, but we're gonna st- it, we're gonna start off uh, anyways because. I have a feeling, you know, I'm usually the ranter on this podcast. I have a feeling you're going to echo my sentiments. You're going to have a good rant here. But he goes, basketball question. Would you rather lose to KU both times but win the Big 12 or beat them twice but they win the Big 12? First off, I I say win the Big 12. I'm hoping you agree with me, but I'm going to give you the floor. Okay. There's only one answer to this question. It's extremely obvious. Not only would winning the Big 12 be a major accomplishment you know you're winning a trophy that that does matter and you know we kind of like to shit on KU and say that it doesn't it doesn't mean anything just to you know kind of put them put their fire out a little bit but I mean first of all it would end KU streak which would be a major thorn in their side which would be incredible but it would be an out an outright trophy for K-State is always something that you should be aiming for winning the conference is you know your first objective in any season Um, if you're putting sweeping KU over a major trophy, then you need to reevaluate your fanhood. I mean, you're, you need to reevaluate your your, uh, your self-esteem. Life. You need to reevaluate your self-esteem because it's got to be extremely low at this point if you're putting that much stock into beating KU. And, yes, I love beating KU, especially in basketball because, 
that's the, you know they're the cream of the cop, crop of the of the conference and that's their pride and joy and it is always fun beating KU but it wouldn't mean shit if we swept them twice and we didn't win the conference they would still be able to hold a banner over our heads and they would still be able to talk about their stupid streak and I, I mean it's extremely obvious there's one answer to this question and it's win the trophy I don't even care about ending KU's streak I would take that exact yeah, same scenario it's all about a trophy. and even tying them uh Give me a Big Twelve trophy. If you looked, I would sign off on this right now. Oh yeah, for a Big Twelve for a Big Twelve trophy right now, I would say I'd be fine not beating KU for three years. That's how like I want to put another trophy in the trophy case. I want to put another banner up there. Exactly, winning the Big Twelve is a massive accomplishment. We say that now. If we don't win the Big Twelve, we'll we'll say it doesn't mean anything come March. But yeah, I mean because that's what we do. Yeah, because it's fun to get under their skin, but. I, mean, I, I want uh, trophies and banners mean something, folks. Like, you can print off a, a t shirt saying you swept KU. That's uh, fine. I would but hate that t shirt. A, a trophy is much more important. Um, the next one. I mean, yeah, I'd take, I'd take 0 and 2 oh, this yeah. year. I'd take I'd losing take, in the tournament yeah. 0 and 3. And if it meant, you know, even if we shared the title, like, yes, it's, a, 100%. it's a fucking banner. I and love it's a trophy. that 2012. 13 season because yeah. we got to hang that banner. Yes, I wanted to kill myself after we lost to LaSalle in the Sprint Center, but that, that, that Big story. 12 trophy lives forever. Uh, we're going to move on, and we're going to shame E underscore S for KSU. Didn't use the hashtag, but this is a uh, another interesting one. In a hypothetical where you can only choose one more win for the Cats, I assume football, which game do you take our win against? My first one is beating Oklahoma because – Hey, it's a big win, and at least for a week, you get to be like, "Oh man, we figured yeah. it out." Oh, that would be a massive win. And my number two, something most folks are going to scoff at, beating Iowa State because I talked far too much trash this off season, um, way too much trash. Uh, if we lose to Iowa State, I might have to delete my Twitter account for a couple weeks. Um, because it's going to be bad, and I'll deserve it. But those are my two. I know most people are going to say KU, and you know what? It, I, I would buy that answer a little more than the basketball question, only because you lose to one of the worst football programs of all time. That's that's something that hurts. Um, so that's my answer. Where do you land on this? All right. In the hypothetical, you can only choose one more win for the Cats. Which game do you take? Our win against you kind of stole. I was gonna try to be obscure and say Oklahoma because we are so poor winning against ranked teams, and that's a that would be an elite win. But you know, you know, most people. The dilemma here is: Do you choose Iowa State or K State? I think for most people, and it's genuinely hard because it would be abysmal. I mean, it would also. Be, we're in the one percent, not automatically saying KU. Ninety nine point nine yeah, right. percent of folks. Pick KU. Don't get me wrong. That would suck losing to them. But guess what? I don't have dickhead KU friends. If, if we're in high school, I would say KU because we went to school with a ton of dickhead KU fans. But guess what? I don't really talk to them anymore. And my family who likes KU, they're not bad humans. And I work with – I don't really like my coworkers. But none of the KU fans are obnoxious assholes. So, I ha- I mean, I don't want to lose to them. But it would it literally would not affect my day to day life like it would some of you folks out there. It would be wretched to lose to them. Like it would be. First because they're genuinely just so bad and oh man, we would break their 
their road losing their load road losing streak. That would be tough. Road, road conference losing conference yeah. losing yes. streak. Yes, it would. But I I one hundred percent would get more dickhead <laughs> Iowa State fans coming at me than KU. But let's say put yourself in this scenario. What are we three and four right now? So we would be three and eight going to Ames. Oh, that would be his, that would be great within a historically <laughs> terrible season. <laughs> With ten year a and ten we, year win streak on the line, we go in there and we, we win. We still beat them, and we're and we're four and eight. I think that that bliss. I think that that bliss would would be better than. I think that would overcome the the the, the, oh, the yeah. sadness of 100%. losing to KU. One hundred percent. Because Iowa State fans are thinking it we would finally be, got it. It would be incredible, and especially if they somehow win on this great run and they they have like an outside ch- chance of going to Arlington or like a real good bowl, and then we beat them, and then they're stuck like being eight and fours. Oh, that would just be delicious. But we will move on. Um, this is one all the way back from ten fourteen. I'm cleaning out all the hashtags. <laughs> Hashtag Ask Bosco Watts two seven one is Alex Barnes good enough to be an NFL running back? I think so. I agree. He has the body. I mean, um, you know, NFL running backs are kind of in and out. I think he can get himself a few seasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> C underscore NRAD. If 1930s and 1940s cartoon art style, the Oregon Dunk, Duck, Angry Wildcat, Angry Wolf, etc. came from, didn't exist, which art style would you most like to see a K-State mascot come from? Uh, I don't know enough about art. Um, pro- honestly, if that if that style didn't exist and we didn't have all the angry wildcats, sailor wildcats, all that type of stuff, that'd be fine with our kind of minimalistic power cat logo. I lean toward minimalism, but for fun, I'm gonna say let's do like an anime, like Dragon Ball Z style Ooh. Willy. All right, where Willy's like Goku and he has these powers and all that stuff. I don't know much about Dragon Ball Z, but. That's my choice. That'd be good. Um, at Chandler Riley with an underscore. If you had the power to bring one of these back, Tunnel Dance or Sandstorm, I'm picking Sandstorm. Tunnel Dance is more about the players actually being able to dance. I mean, if Martavius isn't dancing in that tunnel, I don't need to see it. Give me give me Sandstorm. Or give me Every Time We Touch. Because every time we touch. All right. Um, so lore underscore Matt. Um, basically, he's paraphrasing. Does Barry Brown have a chance to become as big with the current students as Poland was back then? Um, I don't think so um, because Poland was the guy. Uh, Barry Brown, while I think when it's all said and done, may be thought of as better than Dean Wade because I think he might end up having a better NBA career. Excuse me. Um, he, he was never the guy. Um, he was one of the guys for a couple years, but he was never the guy. Jacob Poland, yes, Denny Clemente came through. Angel was around. Curtis Kelly was around. But it was oh, it was basically Poland for three years. It, it's ne- Barry Brown will never be that guy. Plus, I don't think he, there's any chance he's the all-time leading scorer. He won't be all-time leading scorer. I think it's not out of the realm of possibility that he comes very close to Jacob Pullen, but it's going to come down to him having more moments like Kentucky. Well, and then um, if he could get into an All-American team, Jacob yeah. Pullen was a two-time third-team All-American. I mean, he got on two of those lists. Barry Brown hasn't even been an honorable mention. I mean, he's been All-Big 12. Yeah. Wait, he, he didn't even end up being All-Big 12 last year. No. Um, and Jacob Pullen was All-Conference two or three. 
I think twice. So I think Barry. I don't think Barry can get there, but I think when it's all said and done, he might end up being the guy over Dean. He'll have uh, he'll have the chance this year in the spotlight to to make his name, and you know he was, you know at the end of the year he was the guy last year where it was like we need the ball in Barry's hands when when the offense was sputtering the ball always went to Barry Brown, and you know for me personally Barry's up there, he's not overtaking Jake or anything, but you know he's like up there for me. With he's K-State my guy. I, I like Dean, I really, but I love Barry. Really Brown. love Barry Brown. Love Barry Brown. The love Bear Trap. The bear, the bear trap. trap. Hashtag bear trap. It's just I love a guy that is Ema to the core. And he is. Um SL Keck asks if Bruce could get an all expenses paid vacation, where would he go? I think the motherland. He's going back to Germany. Oh hell yeah. Didn't even think about that. He's going to Oktoberfest and oh, yeah. he's getting he, he's absolutely getting lit. lit. He's, he's getting litty. My man's getting sauced. An- up. Another one from SL Keck. What is Gene Taylor's favorite type of liquor? I think so. Gene Taylor says he's a Bud Light guy, but I think he's secretly a tequila guy. Yeah, I think he yeah. is secretly a tequila guy. He's throwing back tequila shots after wins. He gets all sauced up and gets ready to start tweeting at people, and then Kenny Lanou has to take his phone. I think he's a tequila guy. Definitely. I mean, if you're yeah, if you're if you're Bud Lighting, then you're tequilaing for sure. Yes, I that's that's, that's like yeah, they go hand in hand. Um, the next one from SL Kecking, you're gonna have to answer this. How was Scott Wildcat's best man speech? I tweeted it was it was with I tweeted with the Curb Your Enthusiasm Larry, uh, Larry the GIF yeah Larry David GIF it was pretty 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 good. Nelio one Nelio one asks question: Any chance we hold Kyler Murray and Oklahoma under forty points? Do we cover the spread? I'm going to say no and no. I'm saying no. <laughs> I'm going to say 49-20 is the final score. I think that, you know, players were all talking about the disrespect and, you know, the stuff about the spread. I think the spread is accurate. Yeah, I do I, think that it they are far, far, far better than we are. And would love to be wrong. It's just the athletes, man. They're, it's just the speed. I mean, they're going to they're gonna gash us, I'm afraid. Uh, at Mike Rieger asks, now that you've gotten to know Bruce Weber a little better, which position group on the football team could he provide some supplement coaching to improve our chances versus OU? I think he's tenacious. I'm going to say the defensive line. God, I, I didn't see this question. That's a hard question. He That's does a good have question the from Mike. Um, man, I don't know. Um, I'll give him the. I'll give him to the linebackers. He's gonna get those guys in the right gaps. He's, he's, he's all over them. He's I, all over the court. He's gonna be all over those linebackers. I love it. Um, Banner ninety five. I feel to have a chance to be competitive in the game. Barnes needs thirty plus carries, and Warmack needs to have fifteen touches. What are your thoughts? Probably an obvious question. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're we're gonna have to control the clock, and I think. Uh, those are two of our better playmakers. If we we haven't been able to get the ball to Zuber, so if we can't get Kriev and get the ball to Zuber, it's going to have to be on those two guys. What was the question? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> how do we beat OU? Yeah, something about God. You know, I don't get, know. Feeding it to Barnes and Warmack. I mean, it's literally like we have to just control the clock and run the. Fuck. I mean, because their defense isn't over. great. Their defense no, isn't great, so we're going to have to control the ball. Get turnovers. You know, just replay the keys to the segment. Be a shootout. It could be, but I don't think. I just think they're too explosive. I think they're going to score more than we do. I agree with you. SL Keck, when was the last time Bill and Bruce dressed up for Halloween? Uh, or what were they the last time they dressed up for Halloween? How 
old were they? Bruce dressed up last year and he was a pirate. And Bill hasn't dressed up since he was six because he hates fun. And he was a ghost. Do you know that Bruce actually did dress up as a pirate? Or did you just make that up? I just threw that out okay. there. I was going to say that Bill <laughs> Bill dressed up last year and he was a vampire. <laughs> He's a vampire every year. Killed. Um, Bruce, man, what would Bruce be? I think he'd like to be a pirate because he's going for the booty. Arr. I feel oh, like those are the type bad. of jokes he'd make. Yeah. I think he makes dad jokes. Bruce is funny, man. I love Bruce. Um, unless you have something we're going to keep moving. I don't. All right. Uh, C underscore NRAD. In honor of us playing Oklahoma for the Oklahoma State Championship, please rank Kansas's neighboring states. He has Colorado 1, Nebraska 2, Oklahoma 3, and Missouri 50th. Uh, granted, we live in Missouri uh, but Missouri drivers suck. Outside of Kansas City, I would never go anywhere in Missouri. So, honestly, I'm probably just backing the way he ordered those. What was it? So, it was Colorado 1, Nebraska yep. 2. Yep, Oklahoma 3. Oklahoma's meh. I'll go. We had fun in Stillwater that one time. I'm gonna, I like Nebraska. I'm going to put, I'm gonna put Missouri 3rd uh, in Oklahoma last. Yeah, that because um, Kansas City does have – Kansas Missouri, City's got enough. Kansas City, yes, I agree. I, to I, carry that. I'm, I'm backing you. I'm, I'm going Oklahoma Colorado, Nebraska, Missouri, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is ass. Um, he but asked, also, God, Missouri, the rest of Missouri is, is trash. a hellhole. I would ne- – <laughs> literally, you could not pay me to leave the Kansas City Metro. Oh, it is it gross. Is um, Conrad also asked before the season started, I gave a plus 11 turnover margin for the cats. And I think you both took the over. Do you see that happening through rest of the season? We are currently minus one. If not, what do you think we finished with? No. Um, and I think we're going to end up finishing minus one. I think we're even for rest of the season. Yeah. I think best case scenario, if we get positive, it'd be like five, but it's every time we force a turnover, we negate it with some stupid thing that we do. So I just, We'll probably finish around even. All right. Uh, Big House Greg. Big House underscore Greg. Dude, just change your Twitter handle back, Greg. I don't like Big House Big Greg. House. Is that Greg? Yeah, that's Greg. That's Greg Hauser, uh, the moderator of Reddit Wabash Cannonball. Go check it out. What do you guys think is on Gene Taylor's to-do list this football offseason? Cutting down nets and hiring Seth Luttrell. That's what I think. Yeah. Or Brent Venables. Or Brent Venables. Um, T.L. Helm asks, why do anti-field storming fans suck so bad? Let college kids have fun. Let them rush fields. Let them rush courts. Um, that's one of my biggest pet peeves in the world when people hate on that. So, Yeah, I don't really get it. It's just the only like argument against it is like safety. But Meh. half the time that – no, no majority of the time that is – Two percent of times something bad happens. Not too worried about. It. Shout out to my brother who did get married when K State won the Big Twelve. He was a K State student. He ran on the field and he tried to steal a helmet away from a Texas football player. And I was right there and I thought he was going to get punched out. But <laughs> I respect the hustle because man, if he could have ended up with a Texas helmet, that would have been tight. Nice. Um, last question. It comes from Conrad again, who had a lot of questions. He goes, "Yes or yes, Kansas should remove the Texas flag. Yes or no, Kansas should." Should go in on the sunflower by replacing its flag. First off, I really like the Kansas flag the way it is. Um, I don't know why you hate it. The sunflower flag you sent us was okay, but I like I like the Kansas flag. I do too. I think it's really cool. Um, what was the second part? Uh, should we switch to that? Oh no, it's a just a blue background with nope. the sunflower. Sorry, Conrad. Sorry, Conrad. Veto. All right, so those were the ask bosses question, but guess what? 
we were running our first ticket giveaway of the season. Grant, I printed off numbers. It's one through 100. We had 100 folks retweet our Ian and Reggie pod and our Bruce pod. We are going to pick two winners. You're going to get two tickets. If you win, oh, excuse me, man. We made fun of Travis for having beer burps. Ever since then, I've just been belching the entire pod. All right, but everyone who retweeted our Reggie Walker and Ian Campbell episode and the Bruce episode, I wrote down your Twitter handle. Um, I don't think it showed up if you have a private account, so hashtag stop going private. But we have a hundred folks who are in this. So Grant is going to pick a number between one to a hundred, and then he'll pick another one. So two folks are getting a pair of tickets to K State Vanderbilt. I will get in touch with you via Twitter DMs. So Grant, one through a hundred, who are you picking? Oh shoot! I feel a lot of pressure now. You um, should. I'm gonna go with. Some good K State numbers, some for with some players that I really liked. Well, only two. Don't get carried away. We're so only I, doing two. I'm picking two numbers from two players that I I really really liked. Okay. The first player is Darren Howard. Forty nine is our first winner. Forty nine, our first winner, and it is HCYs. Not sure who you are, but thank Uh-oh. you for retweeting <laughs> it. We're gonna get in touch with you. You are winning two K State. Versus Vanderbilt tickets in the Sprint Center. Who's the next one, Grant? HC Wise? Let me see that real quick. No, because then you get to see all oh, of the possible right. numbers. Um, man, this is hard. Uh, I can't just think of a number. What's wrong with me? I guess I could go with, you know, the namesake of my dog, the goat, Mr. Number 4, Terrence Newman. Congrats. Who do we have? Congrats to at Hutch Beave. Who the hell are yeah. you? <laughs> so, hey, yeah, so, some folks that we haven't interacted with on Twitter, but congratulations. You guys have won tickets. Uh, folks, stay tuned. Um, and here, this is, this is a uh, – here's just a fun one. The first person to tweet me – should we go for a trivia question? What should we do? The first person to send me the state bird. No, the state bird (laughs) of Kansas. The state bird of Kansas. The first one to send me the state bird of Kansas on Twitter. You can send it at Bosco's Boys or at Scott Wildcat. You will get, let's say, five entries to the next time we give away K-State versus Vanderbilt tickets. You are going to get five entries. And now... Uh, this is what I'll do. Everyone who sends me the, the next giveaway, we're going to give away a next pair. The next giveaway we are going to do after the K-State uh, KU game. The episode reviewing the K-State KU game. Send me a screenshot of you rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Rate and review. Send us a screenshot and you're going into a drawing. And the first person who sends me the state bird of Kansas will get five entries to that. And the fact that we only have a handful of reviews currently on iTunes, getting five entries is a pretty good job. So the next time we're going to do it, November 10th, I believe, is that game. So November 11th, we will do a show, and that's when we will give out our next set of tickets to K-State Vanderbilt. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. We should maybe – 
we start ending the show with some trivia. I like that idea. I like how you threw that out there. I mean, kind of, but you know, maybe not. Also, I don't know. We'll talk about we'll it. it up. Um, that pretty much wraps up the show. Yep. Get in touch with us. What you want our shows to look like during basketball season? We still haven't landed on it. Um, stay tuned to the Twitter account. I might be pu- putting out a poll. I don't think we're going to do a KU tailgate, but we want to do something during basketball season. We, we might throw a party. We might do a basketball <laughs> party. We might do something during basketball season. So I think the two poll options would be uh, a Friday night before a home basketball game in Manhattan or maybe before the K-State Vanderbilt game on the 22nd in Kansas City. Stay tuned to Twitter. Uh, start screenshotting and sending in your uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes or any podcast formats. And uh, stay tuned. We're going to be giving away a lot of basketball tickets this year. It's about time. Bring on the cats, baby. I love each and every one of you unconditionally. Meet me at the cat head.
Sports Social Podcast Network.